Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com IMTV and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash IMTV. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to an episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern here with Dom. Yo, yo, yo. So, Dom, obviously, we're all dealing with being quarantined, Mm. not doing much. Yeah, yeah. Gotta keep myself busy. So I found these two big box of records that I got from my ex-girlfriend years ago, right? <laughs> she was like, oh, they're my parents, throwing it out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get to them. Just fucking forgot. Yeah, because um, that was when, like... I want to say 10 years now. <laughs> not God, No, man. not 10 years, but... It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I just put them away, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I had time, mm. and I was like, you know what? Let me go through this. Like, let me see what they got. And, you know, obviously they're like boomer records, if you will. So mm. you so can expect a bunch of... They're the of, best kind of record. Yeah, you can expect a bunch of like 60s, 70s, a little yeah. bit of 80s. You mean the best decades? <laughs> so I what I did was I separated them by... Records from people and songs I actually know, mm. and then records from ones that I'm not too sure of. Okay. Because, you know, sometimes you might know a song. Yeah. I have no idea who sings it or the song name. Mm. So I put those away, and I was like, I'll go through those another time, and, you know, whatever. Because I did find one that was, God, I can't remember who sang it. Eddie something? I, I can't remember. but Eddie Money? <laughs> yeah, Eddie Money. Yeah, he sang the song called The Reservation or whatever. But it's like reservation, Indian Reservation or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck? So I looked it up. I found the, the video on YouTube. And I was like, I can't tell if this is racist or not. He's definitely, <laughs> like, he's definitely like brown. Okay. But he might be Mexican. Mm, okay. So either way, I go. You're skirting the line there. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck? So I show my mom, like, you remember this song? She's like... And she starts singing it. She's like, yeah, I've heard of it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so that's going to be a whole nother yeah. thing, whatever. But the ones that I did know, I was like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. But I just let me go through them, right? And there were some really good ones. Like, there's some ones I didn't even think about. There are even some ones that, like, might be able to make me some money, I guess, if you will. Probably. Um, but as I'm going through them, like, I'm just first. I'm separating. I went through them twice already, uh, and I was just se- first. I separating like okay, well these are this. Like I try to separate like the female artists from the male artists, whatever, blah blah blah, and then like the ones that have sleeves, the one that didn't. So then, when I went through them again, that then I could be like okay, this is all this, this is all that. Uh, I have a shit ton of Olivia Newton John because <laughs> obviously, <laughs> duh. Um, and then l- literally like three or four dozen Alvis seven inches, which no one should have that much Alvis. No. But then like there's a shit ton of Beatles singles and mm. like a bunch of like the old uh, like Rat Pack, like Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> and Frank Sinatra and all that shit. Um, oh man, the even better old days. Yeah, the the real actual good old days. As I'm separating, I'm trying to separate them by artist and and as I do with normal records, like like genres almost. So that stuff, like the Frank Sinatra stuff and all that, they kind of go in their own little area. Mm. Same thing with Elvis, whatever. And there's a bunch of like country, but then because like. Like I said, I, I separated just a little bit. And then second, I was trying to separate like, oh, this is like, this is all Loretta Lynn stuff. This is all uh, Olivia Newton-John stuff. You know, this <laughs> is whatever. So as I'm doing that, right? Yeah. And there's only like, I think it's like Shaka Khan, maybe one or two. Sometimes some of them are like, one side is one, one is the other. I can't mm. some of that. 
Um, so I was like, okay, there, but nothing else. And then I will say that they did have uh, one Jimi Hendrix record. Oh, yeah, yeah. wow, yeah. And I, I just couldn't, I could not stop thinking about it. And then uh, as I'm like, as I was finishing, I ended up finding like some share records and well, other share records because my sister told me like, hey, you should give them to me, give them to my friend, she really loves share. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, hey, I found one more, and I flip it over, and it's that half breed song. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know if I should give this to her because that was their favorite. Yeah. No, but like, in all seriousness, it did. It took me like a really fucking long time. Because they're just two giant boxes. The other box is still in the living room. I haven't even gone. They haven't even touched it yet. But They were um, just giving away these records? Yeah, because I think her mom was going to throw them away or something like that. Oh. And she was like, oh, my boyfriend likes records. Oh. He obviously likes these. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but these are white people records. Mm. There was there was actually a ton of records. Of, I have no fucking idea who this is. Mm. I was trying to separate, like, oh, let me do genres, like yeah. I like I usually do, right? But some of them would be like, okay, well, this is like the Carpenters, so that's that. Oh, this is the Beatles, that's that. Um, then it would be like some random singer, and I'm like reading the name, reading the thing, and I'm like, I can't tell if this is like a country record. Or like a disco record, you know, like I, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, uh, cause I, like they have like random like Tom Jones records in there. Mm-hmm. They have, they did have a. That sounds about right. They had a bunch. They have a bunch of like Simon, Garfunkel, and Simon and Garfunkel. Mm. God, this this just sounds like this sounds like the whitest people I know. Exactly. Well, they were. No, but. There was a time where I'm like, huh, like I, I don't know. So that's when I was like, I'll just put these separate, go through them later. But I did find this one that I was like, I'm, I, I showed my sister, I was like, I think I'm pretty sure I know what this is. It's like <laughs> the name of the track was like, I'm ready to give you all that funk baby or something like that. <laughs> and there's another one. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's a different artist. I can't remember, but it's like, you can't. You can't, you can't yeah, you can't like get in the funk like that, or it was something weird like that. And I was just like, I think I know what these records sound like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, I was all like super white, super white. So yeah, that's oh. pretty much what I did for this quarantine funness. When, when this is done, are you gonna take it to like a? I'm trying to think of a, of a place where white people gather. Top golf. Hey, you just want to buy some um, <laughs> you just, Yeah, you just stand there. Hey, you want, you want to buy some records? It's like, Elvis, the Beatles, hell yeah, I'll buy some records from you. Well, you have Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> and Simon and Garfunkel. But that's just what you do when you're in quarantine. You know, yeah. You go through a bunch of records your ex gave you seven years ago, eight years ago. A long time ago. This is the fucking news. This weekend, a video allegedly showing Flash actor Ezra Miller choking a woman and pushing her to the ground emerged. In the clip, a woman who initially appears relaxed steps forward to a person many are identifying as the actor. The figure that's allegedly Miller then said, Did you want to fight? Is that the deal? Before grabbing her by the neck, it initially appears as if it's a joke. But as she's taken to the ground, the guy filming grows very concerned and says, bro, several times as the camera starts getting shaky. The clip then abruptly ends. The video was reportedly shot in Iceland, but outside of that, um, very little known or has been verified about what's going on. Some fans have been speculating it was all a, a joke. Others have accused Miller of losing control and choking a female fan. The disturbing video was reportedly posted to Reddit initially and later went viral on Twitter. Several hashtags, including some relating to canceling canceling the actor, also started trending. Very little, however, is clear or above suspicion at this point. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some people were saying that because he, he has he's still yet to like say anything about it and like or his publicist, anyone. Like this is still like like fresh. 
But I guess, like, if, if it is, I mean, because allegedly it's him. But if it is him, like, this is kind of crazy, and it's not, like, if it wasn't, a, a, like, it's not, because, like, I, I honestly could see them turning around and being like, oh, it was, a, like, a joke the whole time. But what if, it, what if it's not? I think what Hollywood needs to do now is that they should have a paper saying, hey, if you're an actor, um, you can't do anything except for stay at home. Mm-hmm. And then when, we're, when you're ready to act, we'll come and pick you up. Yeah. Because it seems like everyone seems to be a little bit of an asshole. Mm. Well, that's how you, I mean, that's, you get great actors by being, them being assholes, right? I mean, I guess. I mean. Which is, but it's funny because you look at some of these actors and, they're like horrible fucking people, you know, behind the camera. Then you look at someone like um, Danny Trejo, who like went to prison, mm-hmm. got out, yeah. then started acting. Uh-huh. And all you hear about is, oh, he he's vegan now. He opened his own vegan taco place. He's trying mm-hmm. to help spread the word of that. He like fucking saved like a baby or something yeah. like that from a yeah. car crash. Yeah, like, he did. You know, like everything you hear about it, it's like nothing but. Good news. Or even his son, his son plays in a lot of bands, or at least he used to. And he's he was always cool with like going to shows, supporting his son, or you know, having them do stuff at, at their house or whatever. Like he was always a good guy. But people look at him like, Yeah, but he's I mean, he's Mexican, he looks kind of sketchy, like one of those essay bros, you know. That dad, those you know, those essays that are part of the gangs, he looks pretty bad. But yeah, he's the one who's out here being fucking Mr. Perfect. And then you have, you know, these dickhead actors and actresses who, oh, you you can't look at them when they're on set because they have to, oh, the, and they only eat this. And if they don't have it, oh, you're fired. And it's like, or even like Ellen, they get over the last couple of months, yeah. people have come down like, yeah, she's a horrible fucking person. Um, how long have we been saying that? <laughs> we've, we've known she's a horrible person for a long time. Uh, that guy, some guy on the internet was like, yo, I'll donate money for every person who drops a story about Ellen. And it like <laughs> picked up. So like, I just think it's funny, right, that, yeah. of course, this happened. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who knows Who knows what could happen? I think it's more so those people who were, like, who got fame younger, too, are worse. Not all of them, but I think some of them, especially, like, Johnny Depp and, like, a, like Sean, Sean Penn, right? Like, he was, like, very aggressive towards paparazzi for the longest time. Um, I think he still is, isn't he? Yeah. And then, like, oh, Ezra Miller, I mean, he's been acting for, I mean, he was, what, like, a teenager when he started acting? So, I mean, like, like Christian Bale, he was a kid when he started acting. And, like, he's, he's a grown. fucking dick. Yeah, and he's a, he's a, a, a <laughs> I mean, he's a great actor, but he's a, but he is a, an asshole. I don't know. We can't specifically say exactly what happened, but you would think that, I mean, I get... People always say, yeah, they're just like us. They're just like us. That's true to an extent. We've talked about this before. Yeah, they're human like us. Yeah. But these people live completely different lives that we can never even imagine. And what's even funnier is that when you look at a lot of people who are considered like outcasts in Hollywood or weirdos in Hollywood, it's because they don't follow this trend that no. a lot of your your famous actors do. Like... Uh, uh, I don't remember. I don't know if we were talking about it last time or talking about someone else, but with like Elijah Wood, like he's known for just wanting to make music and get high, and mm-hmm. now he makes like really crazy like horror movies and stuff like that. But he's still fucking rich. Like he's a part of Hollywood, but people think like, oh, because you know how many times that you're like, yeah, I heard he's pretty weird, and it's like he seems pretty cool to me. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you have like. You're Ezra Miller's, right? Oh, he's on top of the world right now. But, I mean, you would think that someone who's in that position wouldn't even want to be put in that position. It's like, hey, you're supposed to be kind of a role model, even if you don't want to be. You should probably stay the fuck home. Yeah. And you are you can make any excuse about, I'm in Iceland and, like, I don't know why, blah, 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 whatever. It's like, you're fucking rich. Get someone to get your shit. Stay mm. inside. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know why he's in Iceland, but... In any case, like, 
you should be able to learn by now to not be put in those positions. And like I said, that's putting a lot on him because who knows? What if that girl's in the bar and she's drunk and she's like trying to, you know, get at him and he's like bothered like no other. Sure, I get it, right? But then again, it's like, well, maybe you should be someone who walks around with security then, if that's yeah, how it is. Yeah, or, or maybe, like, you don't handle it yourself. And, and and like I said, it's, it is like, well, you can't do that. But then if that happened to us, it'd be like, yeah, of course. Like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> but we're not the same. Like, yeah. no matter what, we're not the same. We're not the Christian Bells in this world. We're not the Scarlett Johansons. Like, they live... A different life. And you could say whatever you want about, oh, well, they deserve this too. They deserve too. Sure. But they should know by now their life's never going to be normal. No, Yeah, exactly. Like, doesn't matter what you say against that. That's just how it is. Well, because I mean, as a society, we said, well, these people are better than us. So we're going to treat them better than us. I mean, look at Leonardo DiCaprio. He literally can't have a conversation with anyone who's not rich. True. A few hours into Queeby's much-hyped debut, people have expressed irritation over something that's supposed to be one of the streamer's key differentiating features. You can only watch its lineup of original movies and shows on a mobile device. Why, amid the stay-at-home COVID-19 crisis, is Queeby limiting itself only to the smallest screens in the house? Jeffrey Katzenberg, the movie mogul who founded Queeby, of course, it's called, of course, it's, this sounds like a Je- uh, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg um, idea, has mentioned that the mobile-only approach, delivering premium content and snackable episodes of under ten minutes throughout the day, gives it a use case and value proposition that's very distinct from other subscription VOD players like Netflix. Queeby launched around April sixth with the, the app going live around midnight Eastern time with a free 90-day offer for anyone in the U.S. and Canada. Consumers have come to expect subscription video services to be available across all platforms, TV, web, and mobile. And on social media, some were in disbelief that Quibi's mobile-only restriction. I was excited about the platform, and then I read it's only to be viewed on your phone. Is this shit for real? One commenter on Twitter had said. I don't even want it for free now. What a waste. Reminds me of when I'd watch shows on my iPod so backwards. Another Queeby Observer wrote, It'd be wise to allow TV or else playback via HDMI. It's a shame to be limited by the size of the phone screen. And then there's and then there's this comment. Um, like, what the hell are you thinking? Adapt the business model and allow web access during the pandemic. Quibi has invested somewhere around $1 billion on content and raised $1.75 billion so far from big-name directors including Steven Spielberg, Guillermo del Toro, Anton Fuqua, Fu- Fu- I don't know how to pronounce last name, Sam Raimi, Catherine Hardwick, and Peter Farley. And you won't be able to watch their Queeby movies on a big HDTV, much less a movie screen. Under Queeby's licensing model, creator partners have the right to reassemble the episodes into a single movie for distribution in another window after two years. Well, we talked about Quibi Queeby over like over a year ago, right? Yeah. It's it's got to be almost like a year or more. At least coming up on it now. God damn! But I mean, I've read reviews of like the shows. There's only like four shows that they recommend out of like twelve or like fifteen. Okay. Well, first, can't believe I'm doing this, but I think I have to bet Queeby on this for or Ooh. a second because okay. people are complaining. That's fucking everywhere. <laughs> Everything that you see about it is uh, talking about how it's mobile. Yeah. It's mobile. That's true. It's that mobile. That is very true. When you have these dumb fucks who are like, I can't believe you only watch it on your phone. What the fuck? Do you not pay attention? Mm. Like, oh, my God. I, Are you that fucking stupid? I will. Uh, yeah, I'll agree. I agree 100% with you on that because you're right. Their whole mar- marketing strategy was that. It's like it's a, it's, every episode is designed for your phone. Yeah. And I get it. Maybe that's not your thing, right? We talk about this a bunch where... I would rather watch something on the TV than my phone. Yeah, me too. But I will say that they had the right idea that they'll 
we'll sit through, watch 15-minute, 20-minute videos on YouTube on our phone, just sitting here, sometimes laying down. We do that all the fucking time. So their idea is like, what if we just did that, but with our own app, making mm. our own content? I get it. Sure. Still thought it was dumb, but sure. It just, it's so, so stupid that this has to be a thing that they talk about. Because mm. it's like, everything that we have talked about up until this point has been ha- how it's a mobile-only app. Yeah. How you, it's all mm. for your phone. We even, I think we talked about it last time. I don't know if we recorded or not but we're saying like so is it landscape or is it no, portrait I, think mode? It's, I think it's i think that's the thing well, is, I, well right? on the thing it shows some of them turning. Oh, some of them turn yeah so that's what i was like um, so are, are that's all of it or whatever because some things i could see being portrait yeah. mode if it were like you said if it works for it but most things i want to watch in landscape mode i think probably like um the one that titus Burgess does the one it's called um god i forgot what it's called but basically they take meals put like um and they blast them at chefs and they make them reproduce the meal that was blasted at them i know it sounds like a 30 rock sketch and and all attempts it is but they decided to make this and then like chrissy Teigen is basically judge judy it sounds like it really we're, we do this makes you rethink everything and and solidify that we do live in the darkest timeline that community presented to us and it's like yeah we yeah there's nothing we can do to get out of it as you said earlier though we have been talking about it for a long time and yeah i still stand by everything we say but i'll be willing to see like what they have to offer i'm i'm i think we i think i think in the beginning we even said like why not just see what they have? If it's good, if it's good. If it's not, it's not. Yeah. But I do. I mean, I do get how people are viewing it because, as I as I said, as someone who doesn't like always watching something on their phone, it gets annoying. I don't even like watching stuff on a computer that mm-hmm. much. So, I get it. But if their whole motto was to give you content via your smartphone, you can't be mad about it. Like I don't know why you're so mad. It's dumb. But it's not Queeby's fault. It's the user's fault for being really fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, insanely stupid. And mm-hmm. you know what? It would be different if it was, like, Disney. If Disney was a mobile service only, I'd be like, okay, yeah, because nothing they said in any of their uh, promotion was it's going to be for mobile devices. Everything. that Even in the beginning... They yeah. said this is a new way that we want to produce like content yeah. for your phone only. That's all they ever talked about. That's all we ever knew about it. That's all we ever imagined it to be. And yet, it I didn't even know it released. I thought it actually released like a couple weeks ago. But no. either way, even now that people are still complaining, it's like this is why we're fucking where we are right now. This is why we're still in quarantine or probably going to have to be in quarantine for a lot because people are fucking stupid Mm -hmm. because they literally have everything in front of them. And they're like, yeah, but mm, I don't need to pay attention. Oh, oh, you're telling me all these things that I should worry about. Yeah, but I'm not sick right now. Sir, sir, you can't go through that door. It's a fire exit only. Well, show me where it says that. It's all over the door. It says it on the handle. If they want me to go through it, then why they put a handle on it? Why they put a handle on it? Because it's in case of why they put a handle on it. You can't tell me what to do, and that's that's honestly what it feels like, right? Honestly, it is. When you look at it, it is a an ingenious idea, right? This idea of like small digestible things that in our regular life, I think if this this whole thing didn't completely derail life, it would have worked out perfectly. It really doesn't work in like a binging type of setting where that we're forced to be in. But I mean, other than that, I think once we get over the hump of quarantining and and like stuff like that, I think that's when it'll pick up. That's when they'll start seeing their return on investment. Yeah, and I think more people would then be like open to it. I think I think they needed it to come out at, at some point. I think now is actually. A pretty good time. I know this sounds ridiculous, but it sounds it actually is probably a good time because it it's there to kind of build the, uh, like a cult following, 
I mean, you might be right because in all their advertising, it's like, oh, you're doing some like monotonous human thingy. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got some free time? I guess I better watch Queeby. But it's like now everyone has free time. Yeah. Like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the, those commercials don't work. So you might be right with that. And if you if you really have a problem with sitting and watching it on your phone, which you can put it on your TV, guess what, guys? We have technology where you can mirror your phone on yeah. TVs and computers and stuff. If it really is that big of a deal, you can figure it out. I mean, if it, it's if it's a couple hard. of minutes on my phone, I mean, I do that sometimes with a YouTube video every that's, once in a that's while. That's what I'm saying. Like, we do that all the time. So the idea of Queeby isn't that far-fetched. See, like, I, like <sighs> honestly, like, I don't want to hate it. I don't want to hate Queeby. But I, at the same time, I don't want to like it. Yeah. Like, I'm on the fence about it. I mean, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eventually probably watch it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this isn't going to be the last time we talk about Queeby because it's new for everyone. It's something <laughs> that's always been in the back of our heads. Yeah. It's it, Honestly, it will be interesting to see what they produce, especially knowing that, like you said, they have stuff like things that Guillermo del Toro did or bringing back Reno 911. So, mm. obviously, I'm interested, but if it, is it going to play out how I think it is? Is it going to be boring? I don't know. But I will say that this shouldn't have been a story because those people are just stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, stupid, yeah. stupid, stupid. Exactly. So, Queeby, you keep doing you for now. And we'll check up on you and see how things are handling. Harlan started out with a rusty Smith Corona and built himself into one of the best-selling mystery writers of all time. 30 languages, over 80 million copies sold. You guys fans? I mean, I don't do much fiction reading myself. Big but... fan. I'm a big fan. Who is that guy? Uh, Mr. Blanc is a private investigator of great renown. I read a tweet about a New Yorker article about you. You're famous. The night of his demise, the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. And your son, Ransom, did he attend as well? Yes, but he left early. I think Linda was upset. Walt would get a little Irish courage in him. He'd get into it with Harlan. What? Richard said what? Are you baiting me, detective? Attempting to be thorough so we can figure out the manner of death. You mean if someone killed him? <laughs> you think one of us, one of his family, Walt, Walt. killed him? Mr. Blanc, I just buried my father who committed suicide. Why are you here? I suspect foul play. I have eliminated no suspects. Harlem was cleaning house. Everyone in the family has possible motives. Was Harlan planning on cutting off Joni? Did he plan to fire Walter? Is Richard having an affair? That's some heavy-duty conjecture. Funny, Ransom, you skipped the funeral, but you're early for the will reading. Up your ass. Very nice. Oh, Ransom. Ransom. I gotta do this more often. The family is truly desperate. When people get desperate, the knives come out. This is a twisted web. And we are not finished untangling it. Not yet. Keep waiting for the big reveal. All of them lied to me. There is one guilty party behind it all. You know something. Spill it. Oh my God. Tell me what happened to my grandfather. I think you have something you want to tell me. <laughs> Knives Out is a 2019 American mystery film written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Wealthy crime novelist Harlan Thromby, played by Christopher Plummer, invites his family to his Massachusetts mansion for his 85th birthday party. The next morning, Harlan's housekeeper Fran finds him dead with his throat slit. The police are convinced that Harlan's death is a suicide, 
but an anonymous party pays private detective Benoit Blanc, played by Daniel Craig, to investigate. Blanc learns that Harlan's relationship with his family has become strained. He threatened to expose his son-in-law, Richard, played by Don Johnson, for cheating on his wife, Linda, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Cut off his daughter-in-law, Joni's, played by Tony Collette's allowance for stealing from him. Fired his younger son, Walt, played by Michael Shannon, from his publishing company, and had an altercation with his black sheep grandson, Ransom, played by Chris Evans. Unknown to Blanc, after the party, Harlan's nurse, Marta Cabrera, played by Ana de Armas, accidentally administered him an overdose of morphine instead of his usual medication and could not find the antidote, leaving Harlan minutes to live. To protect Marta, Harlan gives her instructions to create a false alibi to avoid suspicion over his death. He then slits his own throat. Marta carried out Harlan's instructions, but Harlan's elderly mother saw her and mistook her for ransom. Marta cannot lie without vomiting, so she gives true but incomplete answers when Blanc questions her. Blanc asks her to assist in his investigation. As they search the property, Marta attempts to conceal evidence. Harlan's will is read. He left everything to Marta, to her astonishment as well as the family's. They turn on her, but Ransom helps her escape. Ransom persuades Marta to confess to him and offers to help her in exchange for his share of the inheritance. The other zombies try to persuade Marta to renounce her inheritance. Wall threatens to expose her mother as an undocumented immigrant. Marta receives an anonymous blackmail note with a partial photocopy of Harlan's toxicology report. She and Ransom drive to the medical examiner's office, but has been destroyed in a fire. Marta receives an anonymous email with a time and address to meet the blackmailer. Blanc and the police, also investigating the destroyed medical examiner's office, spot Marta and Ransom. After a brief car chase, the police arrest Ransom. Blanc explains to Marta that Harlan's mother saw Ransom climbing down from Harlan's room on the night of his death. Marta goes to the address in the email and discovers Fran drugged, along with her missing medical case. Marta hesitates, realizing that Fran can link her to the crime, but performs CPR on Fran and calls 911. Marta confesses to Blanc, but Ransom is already informed on her. At the house, Marta finds a copy of the full toxicological report hidden in Fran's cannabis stash. Marta is about to confess to the family that she caused Harlan's death, but Blanc interrupts her after reading the report. Blanc reveals his deduction to Marta, Ransom, and the police. After Ransom learned at the party that Harlan was leaving everything to Marta, he swapped the contents of Marta's medication vials and stole the antidote so she would kill Harlan with an overdose of morphine, making her ineligible to claim the inheritance by the Slayer rule. However, Marta accidentally administered the correct medicine without reading the labels, recognizing it by the weight and viscosity of the fluid, and is therefore innocent of Harlan's death. After the death was reported as a suicide, Ransom anonymously hired Blanc to discover Marta's guilt. Fran later saw Ransom stealing Marta's medical case to hide the fact that the contents of the vials had been switched and sent him the blackmail now. Realizing that Marta had unknowingly given Harlan the correct medication, Ransom forwarded the blackmail note to Marta. He burned down the medical examiner's office to destroy evidence of Marta's innocence. Finally, he drugged Fran with an overdose of morphine and email her location to Marta, planning to frame Marta for Fran's murder. Marta tricks Ransom into confessing by lying that Fran had survived and will implicate him. After he confesses and vows revenge, she vomits on him, revealing the lie. Enraged, he attacks her with a knife, but discovers it is a retractable stage knife. The police have recorded Ransom's confession, and he's taken into custody as Marta watches the zombies depart from what is now her mansion. Knives Out, a movie that had built up its rep- reputation before even seeing any pictures or anything. Mm. Just the cast, everyone said, hey, maybe we don't hate him like we think we do. <laughs> Obviously, we saw it. That's why we're reviewing it. So go ahead, Dom. Tell me how you feel about said movie. Well, I never hated Ryan Johnson. 
I thought the last shit I was good. There's no, there's no audio to go back and be being like, oh, I hated the the last Jedi, and then now I'm like, well, I love the last Jedi now. But yeah, like I I heard the the whole cast list, and I was like, oh yeah, like Chris Evans being a little bit like a different role from Captain America because he just got done being Captain America. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is always great. Don Johnson, he's having like a huge like upswing, huh, in his career this late in life. And then like Tony Collette is amazing all the time. And then oh Daniel Craig. And you know what is amazing about I love when he does an accent because he's great at whatever accent he does. And like have, um, James Bond. Yeah, have you heard his British accent? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Because. Like this, I compare it to like Logan Lucky, because like you don't expect him to like sound like that, and he does, and it's just like it's hilarious at first, but then it's like you you completely buy into like that's what Chris Evans says at the end. He's like you Kentucky Fried Loghorn Leghorn, and it's like that's exactly what he sounds like, which is like it's like perfect, but it's like it's crazy too because it's like Lakeith Stanfield's in this and he's an like, amazing actor. I wish he had a little bit more of a role to play, though. The movie, though, itself is great. I love that, like, it tells you basically at the beginning, like, what happened. And you're kind of like, well, what the hell's the mystery then? And you're it's, it's slowly unraveling that it's like, wait, so the mystery is about her actually, like, giving the, the wrong over. And then, like, it does that thing where you kind of think, like, Wait, so then anyone could have done it? But, like, that was a suicide or whatever and this and that. Um, and then, like, the whole, even, like, finding out that, spoiler alert, in case you didn't hear the spoiler <laughs> summary, uh, Chris Evans did it. Um, I don't know. This movie was pretty good. I love this, the setup. I, I can't wait to see more, like, because th- th- there's going to be a sequel to it. Like, I want to see, like, Daniel Craig's character. I'd like to... I like to see a prequel because they 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 mentioned this like case that was in a, a magazine that like that's the whole reason why like he hires him. But I always like refer to, back to like if it's like a murder mystery to like Clue, and this did a really good job of being like like a Clue type of movie, but like it's o- like its own version of that instead of being trying to be like well let's just straight up remake it, which they are remaking, but. I don't know. I this movie's just like so good. There's parts of this where I was kind of in her position, if you will, and in my head I'm like, "Oh yeah, well you just take over. I mean, you would still give uh Michael Shannon like his job like making the books and stuff, right?" But then he shows his colors. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like everyone exactly. just keeps coming out as being fucking horrible. And we're not saying like everyone that comes from wealth is horrible. Because, you know, <laughs> some people actually, you know, learn that yeah, hey, you know, I'm yeah. actually, I'm, I am privileged. I can do stuff. Mm. But this kind of shows you, you know, even in this type of environment, right, where you have these people who are super far left and super far right, and all come from the same family. That yeah, people still have this idea that yeah, but that's mine, yeah. even though it's not. Yeah. Like it's literally their fathers. Yeah. And his idea is, well, let me get to the one person I think that deserves this. And sure, it could be crazy. Why would buy her? And it's like, well, maybe because he's like old and you know, he yeah, he comes from the greatest generation. <laughs> he's not part of all these fucking boomers. So he's like, Well, I think maybe these she deserves it more because she's an actual caring human being yeah as opposed to you guys who are my family and i know through and through and you guys all suck yeah i think that's also part of me part part of it well, why like i really like it and i love i love the fact that like they were so, like even before the will reading michael shannon and um what's her name Catherine langford is that her name they both come up to her and they're like oh don't worry we're gonna after this we're, we're, you're, you're gonna take care of you like like oh like basically like oh we'll give you an allowance of like you'll get a, a you'll get a thousand dollars how does that sound twelve hundred dollars yeah you do we're still gonna tax it though yeah, yeah you like that right and that's you, enough money for you people that, right that, you guys should be able to live off of you guys only eat like rice and beans anyways right you're from I love that too the, the running gag that they all like he's like Uruguay and then like Paraguay or Brazil and then like 
Isn't she from, like, Ecuador or something? Um, but, yeah, you're right. Like, it's funny, too, like, that, like, juxtaposition of, like, oh, it doesn't matter that you guys are either, like, Don Johnson's, like, like oh, a Trump lover or that Tony Collette is, like, a super, like, oh, like, a liberal or whatever. It's, like, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, all you guys want to do is mooch off of someone else because they're giving you a bunch of money. And you guys never worked a, a hard day in your life. Yet you are the type of people who are like, oh, I, I earned that money. Like, I had to sit with that stinky old old guy for a, an hour. It was a good hour. Okay. It was his birthday. Okay. And it's like, but this person who just, like, gets paid to hang out with him. But then she's like, oh, yeah, he's actually a nice person. Like, when you get to know him, like, we actually, I, like, I stay longer because I want to, like, play a game with them or whatever. Oh, heaven forbid that she deserves any money, right? And I think, and all in all, it's just a really good story. Yeah. Like, you're right. When I was watching it, I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I was thinking, <laughs> that has to be fake, right? Like, they're not going to just show you he died. Mm. What? But it's like, no, because there's actually more to it. Yeah. And I think the best part, too, is that you know going into this, it's a whodunit. Yeah. So you're waiting for it, and it just keeps turning, and you're like, oh, Really, though, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to really like this movie or not. Not because of Last Jedi. I obviously love Last Jedi. But just because sometimes these movies can be like, uh, uh, like Clue. Clue's fun. But after a while, you're like, why you keep showing me all the endings? Just get to it already. I don't, it's not funny anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels oh. like it's too much sometimes. But... This one was entertaining all the way through because you're like, what's well, a who done it? So obviously that's right because see what what really would happen is she's gonna win, but but it's Ryan Johnson he subverts our expectations. So obviously she's not gonna get it. Well, and then uh, sorry, he, it was his it was his clone for, that he cloned himself and he's been waiting for this moment to come out. Absolutely. Like, yeah, the mystery's built pretty good. I like that. That's why I can't wait to see, like, what Ryan Johnson does as a sequel. Like, or yeah, a prequel. Because it builds everyone's character up to where, even if we only follow uh, Daniel Craig, and hopefully Lakeith Stanfield, and it's just them doing something similar, or if we go back to the family and there's something else there, or whatever it is, it's like, I'm fine with it. Because... I no matter what, it's like it's enjoyable. I would like something different. I I don't think they should go back to the family. I think it should be something completely different. Maybe yeah, maybe somewhere in a similar setting so that like Keith Sanfield can come back because yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I actually really really like this movie. Yeah. And when we were talking about the award season and stuff like that, I really had no problem with this being up there, being one of the one of the. I mean quotation marks one of the best movies of the year it really could have yeah because it, it literally had the makings of a best movie mm. and and every single way yeah and so sure whatever you want to say about that we're past that but if we're just talking about great movies from last year this is definitely one of them yeah <laughs> and honestly even if you're not into any of this shit whatever it is very entertaining it's not it's not very slow moving. You're not gonna get like all boring, or it's not. They're not playing too much of like, um, almost like a Westworld where you have to pay attention. Yeah, and there's not a lot of red. Like there's some red herrings, but not a lot. Honestly, great movie. Back super hard. Mm -hmm. Ten out of ten. Two thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Go watch it. Does that? I mean, honestly, if you're looking for something entertaining, streaming, you're like, ah, there's nothing, uh, what am I, I going to do? Yeah. Trust me, this isn't going to be a waste of time at all. So, go watch it. Let's talk about some um, characters that were recast um, later on in, uh, like, movie series. Uh, first one, Bruce Banner, The Hulk. 2008 Incredible Hulk was a relatively failed attempt made by Marvel Studios to revive the character of the scientist who transforms into a furious green-skinned giant. Edward Norton was cast as the Hulk, uh, 
But in twenty, but in the twenty twelve film, The Avengers, it was Mark Ruffalo who played him. Though different actors playing the same character is quite typical in the superhero realm when it comes to two consecutive films created by the same team. It's kind of uncommon. Um, there are several different versions of why Norton did not come continue uh, in the franchise. But there's one thing many people agree. Mark Ruffalo makes a great Hulk. I think so. Because um, I was watching the Avengers, the first one the other day. And it he kind of comes off a little clunky at first. And then as the movie goes through, you're like, oh, okay. But I think having him as the Hulk for so long, you're like, yeah, he's the Hulk. Yeah, because I remember not having a problem with Edward Norton as the Hulk. Oh, yeah, me either. Like, you think that sounds good, right? Like, yeah. Like, oh, Edward Norton being the Hulk? Awesome. But, yeah, now that we have Mark Ruffalo, it's like, I couldn't see it any other way. I Even know. though we did see it another way. And we yeah. were supposed to get that, technically, because it connects, but it's not connected, but it connects. So, it's it's really weird. But now it's like, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Like, of course, Mark Ruffalo is. Yeah, because just trying to picture Edward Norton in the like in the scenes that we have that Mark Ruffalo, it just wouldn't fit. Like him with Black Widow just kind of seems like, eh. yeah. And then like even on like Thor Ragnarok, it's like, would Edward Norton like have fit into that movie? Albus Dumbledore from Harry Potter. Irish star Richard Harris was the first actor to play the role of Albus Dumbledore, Harry Potter's teacher at Hogwarts. He wasn't the teacher, he was the headmaster. He played the role on both Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and was expected to continue throughout the film series. Harris had health issues and was hesitant about taking the role. It was his granddaughter, who was 11 at the time, who talked him into it. Unfortunately, Harris passed away before he was able to complete the series, and the role had to be recast. Michael Gambon was brought to play uh, Dumbledore, bringing his own talents and wits to the part, and played him in the remaining Harry Potter films. Which, some people, like, have a real, like, oh, I loved Richard Harris as Dumbledore. And then there's people who are like, well, I mean, I like I love Michael Gambon as um, Dumbledore, but it's like, yeah, but Richard Harris unfortunately was in the two that sucked, like the two that sucked the worst because it was they were like Chris Columbus films. Then again, it's like, yeah, but Michael Gambon also played the role like his own way. He didn't read like the books. He didn't try and like learn how the character's supposed to act. So like there'd be times where like in like a scene in the book that it's like he's supposed to be like comforting and like. Like fatherly to him, he's he literally like it's a meme online where he's literally he's like yelling at him. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's Harry Potter. This next one though is like really fucked up about Harry Potter. It's Lavender Brown, and anyone listening who's a Potterhead, I guess is what they're called, right? People who love Harry Potter, they'll they'll know what I'm talking about. Lavender Brown was a relatively minor character in Harry Potter movies and played by several actresses throughout the film series. Two of the actresses who played the role, Kathleen Colley and Jennifer Smith, are black. But when the part grew bigger in The Half-Blood Prince, it went to a white actress, Jessie Cave. Though no official explanation for this decision was given, fans speculate that Lavender was first considered a background character, and the filmmakers didn't know that the role would later become bigger when they assigned Lavender's character to the background actresses. And it's like, man, British people are racist. Yeah, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> that they're both somehow ahead of it, but also still behind. Which It's funny, too, because if you read the books... They don't ever tell you if Lavender Brown is black or not. She's never said. The only person whose race that's outright like said they're black, I think, are Kingsley Shacklebolt, Blazabini, and I think um, maybe like two more characters. But like that's it. No one else has ever been like her, like the thing with Hermione, where like J.K. Rowling never said she was like. I mean, she describes at one point like that she turns pale, but I mean, you can just, as a descriptor, pale can yeah. be anything. Like, and she's never said that she's she's white or not. And it's like, yeah, you could like that's why they cast her as, as black is because 
she has like curly, like thick, bushy hair. It's like so a lot of people assume, oh, she's black. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show you like how like effed up like Hollywood is. It's like when they're a background character and not important, they can be black. But when they're an important character that has to kiss the white one of the white main actors, oh no, they can't be black anymore. They have to be white. Evelyn Carnahan from The Mummy, actress Rachel Weisz played the leading lady Evelyn Carnahan in the first two Mummy movies, a role that became her international breakthrough. She decided to opt out of the third film after supposedly having problems with the script. Maria Bello stepped in to replace Weiss as Evelyn Carnahan in The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, the trilogy's final installment. Fortunately, there was a time jump between this film and its predecessor, which helped distract audiences from the major change and help them accept it which is not true because i'm 100 percent sure that and the story are like the reason why people were like what yeah i mean that was a big letdown but the series itself was letting itself down that's true when they did the whole scorpion king thing like sure yay rock but it was like it just it sucked yeah because the first one is great the second one is rewatchable. I would say is rewatchable yeah, just because. Yeah, the first two were, like, the first one obviously was perfect. Was yeah, awesome that one's really good. The second one followed suit, but it was I trying they, a little bit too hard. That's what it is. They, they tried to introduce too much in one film that it's like, like the Scorpion, like, <laughs> it's terrible that we got the Scorpion King by itself. But, like, this could have been, like, judged out a little bit more like yeah. just bring back the mummy or to have the scorpion king don't have both of them and the and the reason why it sucks that the third one sucks is because they did go to china and mm. i love like ancient chinese yeah. history but it just like yeah huh? you know i yeah and I, I love the idea too of like shangri-la and like the yetis and stuff but it's just they pulled it off like meh yeah what they could do honestly Brandon Fraser's acting again. Re- do do a reboot, right? Mm. Remake, have a third one. Bring yeah. Rachel Weisz back in. Right? I, I think she'd be up, up open to doing another one now. Maybe that kid's not cracked out. Who yeah. knows? Maybe he comes oh, he back. Oh, yeah, Edward Forlonged. Yeah. So, honestly, that'd be cool. Like, them trying to remake the first movie. I know people would hate it, but tell me that wouldn't be entertaining. Especially with the technology that's, we have that's now. That's true. Rachel Dawes uh, in the Dark Knight trilogy. In Batman Begins, it was Katie Holmes who played Batman's flame, Rachel Dawes. But a part in the 2008 film, Mad Money seemed like a more appropriate choice for the actress at the time, and she decided not to reprise her role in the next Batman movie. Actress Maggie Gyllenhaal was called in to fill Holmes' shoes in The Dark Knight, which went on to become the highest grossing film of the trilogy. Holmes later told in an interview that she doesn't regret her decision to drop the role and described working with the film's director, Christopher Nolan, as a great experience. Neither of them took part in the third installment of the series, The Dark Knight Rises, as the character of Rachel Dawes was a feature. You know what? I think think Maggie Gyllenhaal does a really good job. Um, One that wasn't, that I didn't see on people's lists, but I was like, that's the one that I was thinking of like the whole time. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. I know we kind of talked about it last last week, didn't we? Oh yeah, with Furiosa prequel. Um, but like, we had Tom Hardy replace Mal Gibson, thank God, as uh, Max, and we got an awesome movie from that. Yeah, and, and it's not it's not some crazy weird shit. It, it all follows in line. Like, yeah, they even went back and did comic books, but. They just put his face in yeah. it instead of Mel Gibson, yeah, which because, is hilarious. Which is awesome because it's like no one wants the Jew hater. Exactly. Um, one thing I'm surprised you didn't talk about, which was crazy, which um, was Kurt Russell being replaced by Richard Dean Anderson for Stargate SG-1. I mean, that was right there in front of you. <laughs> like literally right there in front of you. Oh, yeah. I forgot. So I'll forgive you, mm. but... Next time, it's like, come on down. Mm. Honestly, though, I think that sometimes movie changes can be kind of disheartening with when you're doing stuff like that where, like you said, like, oh, I love Rachel Weisz, but then 
you change the whole fucking movie and it's like nothing here reminds us of See, the first mummy. That's when it's like bad. When yeah. if you do it if you do it too late, it's bad. If you do it early enough, like Marvel's done, I think it works pretty well. Also, it does make you think too about all those could have been castings, mm-hmm. right? That's true. I mean, we talk about what Kurt Russell gonna be uh, solo, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we talk about it, but, but he, or yeah, he yeah 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 he could have been thinking about it now. It's like yeah, but you know. Harrison Ford is, but when you look at when you really look at it, it's like yeah, we probably could have done it. Like no problem. One of the, and you even watch that video of him reading, it's like yeah, he, he could have done it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of people could have done it. The reason why I I thought of this was because I was thinking like, hey, if Mad Max could like pick up like years, what like twenty years after with a new actor, and but it's still the same universe, it's still the same character, it's literally. They just they just were like, hey, let's recast it. Like I was thinking the same thing for Indiana Jones because that'd be kind of cool, like to see like some other adventures in Indiana Jones, but you just recast Harrison Ford. Yeah. So you can see a younger Indiana Jones doing like all these other adventures. Yeah. But one thing that I, I think that we're good with is recasting. We talk about a lot of like if it if it plays towards making the movie greater or the story better. Or fulfilling it even more, we're down for it. But I think a lot of times it's kind of seen negatively. I know. Like we talk about all the time how people just can't let go of the original Star Wars, and then almost you could say it was almost blasphemy. But I don't know because we got the Last Jedi and that's the worst movie. Um, was when they recast Han Solo for the prequel movie. And we came out like, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah. And then it just makes you think, like, why can't you do this with everything? Well, that's what I was, that was like the literal, literally the next step from, in my mind from Indiana Jones was what you said about um, Sebastian Stan yeah. playing Luke. And I was like, see, because we could just get these adventures. We All you have to do is just recast. Like, literally, that's the whole point of movies is suspending your disbelief or whatever. I do understand sometimes, right? When you're like, why? Like uh, how everyone wanted the fan service of having that the Dumbledore guy, his his son. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jared. Like, yeah. Yes. Play play him because you're like, hey, get it? <laughs> it's like, see, that's that's even though like I get it's like, do you want this guy or do you want this super handsome, sexy guy who's gonna make you horny? It's like and has sex with Danny's. Yeah, you're making it tough for me. But if they did go the other route, right? It's like yeah, who knows Jared what could Harris. happen, whatever. But yeah, honestly, like I like that idea because that to me it makes a little bit more sense when you cast like um like the per- like it's an older actor and you cast their son in the role because it's like oh yeah, they kind of look like them when they were younger. Like, like imagine it makes sense. Imagine if we were going to do a a legally brown prequel and we casted her uh, yeah. her daughter because her daughter looks exactly exactly like her. Like her. And it's like, you get why you would want it, right? But at the same point, we're also okay with going totally opposite. That's true. If it's better. If if they got uh, one of the the Stranger Things kid girl. If she was in that, like a a prequel role, right? Where it's like, yeah, but so-and-so has a daughter around the same age. It's like, yeah, but she's an actual actress who, like, actually does this. Trust me, it's going to be good. It's like, yeah, why not? Why not give them a shot? Who knows what they could do, right? Yeah. So I think it like it could go either way, but I feel like a lot of people are stuck with, well, I already had it one way, and that's the only way that I want it. Why would you change it? That's dumb. But it's so frustrating when we're on the opposite side saying, but um, could you imagine? if Could you just for one second imagine? Like, yeah, I mean, sometimes we're still going to be in that same camp where we watch – Hellboy remake and be like, yeah, it's just fine, but um, why didn't they just make a part three? That's just human nature. I get it, but I will say that we are opponents of why not just try it? Why not go that extra direct, that extra route? As far fetched as some of these things do sound at times, filmmaking and storytelling, it's all about 
suspending your disbelief, right? You want this to take you away to another world, right? Whether it's a hard-hitting, you know, cop drama or a fantasy like My Little Pony, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is, is you're, you're meant to go into the story and be taken by this. So why not go a crazy direction one thing or another, right? Why not recast Stranger Things with 20-year-olds and say this is the future? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot that you could do with the story that people want to hold back on because, well, like, yeah, but the Stranger Things kids are cool and I like them. It's like, yeah, but imagine what you could do with old them, right? Imagine the... The third, the late thirties, early forty-year-olds, them, you know, around this time frame. Imagine what they're going through, especially you know, in times like these. People, it's I still don't, there. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand like with this whole idea of like, why can't things be different? Why can't you try something different? If you, if, if we didn't ever try things different, like that's the whole, that's the whole. Isn't that what everyone gets mad about? Is that Hollywood doesn't try anything yeah. different? It's like, yeah, but what if? We took if we if we're if we're stuck with remakes and reboots and things like that, right? And adaptions. Why not try something different with them? Because I was trying to think of like what other series like like does that. But I was like, they constantly do that. They constantly replace actors, and like sometimes it's for bad, but sometimes it's for like good. And like I don't know, it's just like Jack Reacher. He, he that guy gets constantly recast by different people. James Bond is constantly recast, even though I feel like they should have just gone with that, like the the film theory of like that it's a title instead of a, that it's all the same person because that doesn't make any fucking sense. Man, that's dumb. I just feel like when we talk about this stuff, it offends people sometimes. But the thing is, no matter what, no matter if we're replacing your favorite actress in this movie or. We're continuing going this direction, or we're going to remake this movie with this actor, whatever it is. It's like, just let it be. If you don't like it, don't like it. Guess what? That original thing that you fell in love with, still going to be there. If they made a, I know this is hard to believe now, but imagine if they made a shadier version of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Sure, you may hate it, but does that mean the first one ever existed? Are you never going to watch the first one ever again? No, because it ruined my childhood. <laughs> I think that's what, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what people, it seems like that's what people feel like. Is that, oh, because this exists now, the, everything else is out of, out of whack. And, oh, now it's no good. It's like, it's still there. There, yeah, like that, yeah, you're, you're, you're completely right. Because there is a terrible B movie that I loved as a kid. And they <clears> made... <throat> a sequel to it and then another they're like they actually they were like two crossover movies right and then they like they went out of their way to make a a genuine sequel to it and the sequel like sucks it's it's terrible i watched it it's awful and it's like that doesn't ruin anything that i ever loved about this series ever like they, they, they keep making puppet master movies and like that doesn't ruin any of the other ones for me I think that's what it comes down to is that people are upset because it feels like it's ruining what's already there when it, it's not. It really isn't. It'd be different if movie companies were like, well, we're recasting Han Solo in this new one. So we got to burn the original copies yeah. of their movie and oh, wipe them pull away. A, pull a George Lucas. Yeah, wipe them away from ever existing. Because this is the only one... We, like, that would be different, right? It'd be like, calm the fuck down. But <laughs> it's not. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like um, people blow this out of proportion, right? And the funny part is, is that this isn't going away. In fact, I feel like it's only growing more so. Even though we have technology now where we're able to put faces on bodies and we talked about like digitally making people for movies mm -hmm. sure that's gonna exist but also we're gonna move forward and say yeah but do i really want this cg looking thing or a real thing they could have easily made on solo they could have they could have hired that kid who looked like him and then 
just CG'd his face onto that, and that could have been yeah. the movie. Like right? they did with Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. And it probably would have looked dumb and made the movie sound like super boring, but they did it. They made a choice to say, I want this movie to look good. Yeah. Let's do this. But with that, we'll just say thank you for listening, yeah. as always. If you want to go ahead and follow us on your streaming services of any sort, uh, please do so. We're also on YouTube. We have a link in the show description of the episode, so check that out. Uh, you can follow us on our social. That's intb underscore podcast. That's Instagram, Twitter. You can email us at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And let us know. Is there any favorite, non-favorite, hated, love it, recastings that you can think of? Or, yeah, was there something that we didn't talk about? I mean, we didn't even talk about any. I mean, we barely touched on, like, TV at all. Because there could be some on TV that we didn't even talk about. Um, Or did you like Knives Out? Or did you hate it? Or were you like, Or (sighs) were you more like, well, I wish this was about Knives Chow. Like, what's she doing right now? Yeah. You know, did she move out of Canada? She should have moved out of Canada. Yeah, she doesn't belong in Canada. She's too good for Canada. Um, <laughs> or, <laughs> what, um, or do you have a bunch of records just sitting around, like, laying, laying there, like, you haven't sorted or anything? Probably a bunch of hipsters who have, like, ten records and, like, yeah, this is my, this is my record spot. I sit here and listen to records. Like, But let us know, right? Yeah, if there's anything, we're always down to talk. Did you watch Westworld? Did it piss you off that they literally just said, yeah, it's exactly what you think, but it's not what you thought because you were trying to think over the moon. Yeah. But it was literally just the moon. It was like, it was... It was right there in our faces. It was simultaneously complex and simple at the same time. Amazing. Feel free to hit us up. We're always down to chat, no matter what it is. But until then, guys, as always, remember, it's not that bad. It's not that bad.